In this episode of God's Adopted, we're going to talk a little bit about Ephesians chapter 2, continuing on in the book of Ephesians. Have you been saved by grace through faith? Join me as we continue this journey through Ephesians. Howdy, welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. Heavenly Father, I lift up myself and my brothers and sisters who hear this podcast episode. I pray that you would guide our thoughts and our hearts as we talk about your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're continuing on here in the book of Ephesians, and this time chapter 2, where the Apostle Paul has written these letters to the church in Ephesus. Now, if you recall, Paul had taught in Ephesus for three years, and he taught people that were not just Jewish, actually a lot of Gentiles. And what's the significance of this? Actually, I think it'll be more clear as we continue on in this chapter. And so at the beginning of this chapter, we have a few verses that really stand out. I'm going to read them, verse 1 through 3. It says this, "'You were made alive when you were dead in your transgressions and sins.'" in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the children of disobedience, among whom we also all once lived in the lust of our flesh, doing the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. He's restating here how before Jesus you were not saved. And because of Jesus, you had the gift of God given to you and offered to you that you accepted where you've been born again. And now you no longer have to be children of wrath like the rest of the world is without Jesus, without what God offers through Christ. It might be interesting for you to try it if you haven't. Go to John chapter 8 verses 31 through 34, and you can read where Jesus teaches how if you abide in his word, in other words, if if you do and apply what he teaches, that you can be free from being a slave to sin. And I think it correlates very well and easily with those verses here at the beginning of Ephesians chapter 2. And continuing on, Paul reinforces the fact that nobody can do this of their own accord. Like, we can't brag about how, oh, I, I'm saved by God because of all the things I do and say and all this other stuff. In verses 8 and 9, it says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works that no one would boast. So just reinforcing that nobody can boast about something they've done to be able to be right with God. Actually, the only reason we're right with God is because we're trusting Jesus and what God's done through Jesus for us so that we could be adopted children, which is just amazing. <laughs> Further down in chapter 2 here, we actually have some discourse where Paul is reinforcing the fact that, okay, 
there are Gentiles, other words, non-Jewish people and Jews who are being brought together to God by faith through Jesus. The importance of this in these verses, it's actually pretty powerful. And so I'm going to read these verses and then explain a little further. So going from verse 11 to 14, it says this, that therefore remember that once you, the non-Jews in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that you were at that time separate from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace who made both one and broke down the middle wall of partition. And then continuing, going from 17 to 22, he says this, he came and preached, speaking of Jesus, he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and non-citizens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, being built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together for a habitation of God in the Spirit. Paul talks about a partition that was broke down, the middle wall partition. And actually, Paul is in prison in part because of this, because of the idea that actually in Paul's day, there, was a, there were areas in the temple where it was punishable by death if you brought a non-Jew into certain part of the temple it was punishable by, by death. And this is one of the reasons Paul was put in prison because he was falsely accused of bringing a non-Jew into an area of the temple that a non-Jew should not be allowed, that, well, they actually were not permitted to be in. And so when Paul talks about this broke down the middle wall of partition, he's talking about that. But then he's also talking about the separation between Jew and non-Jew, and how in Jesus, God has brought together the non-circumcision and circumcision. Paul was talking about physical. Jesus was making it clear that actually nobody is saved because of who they are. You can only be saved by grace through faith in Jesus and what he has done. We all have to be saved. <laughs> And it's through Jesus that God made a way, the free gift that God has provided to all of us. Then in those final verses, talking about how all of us are basically being built into a holy temple in Jesus, in the Lord, and fitted together for the habitation of God in the Spirit. So we're talking about how we're, we are the temple of God, each of us. So there is a lot here. The things that stand out the most to me 
are how that it's by grace through faith, and we can't boast it. We can't work our way into being right with God because it's not possible for us to do. But if we trust in the way that God provided through his son Jesus so that we could be forgiven of our sins, and then we can trust Jesus and learn of his ways and follow him. In other words, apply his teachings and truths in our lives, and we can be free from being slaves of sin. And all of these things come together also reflecting how we are made one through Jesus so that even the Jew and the Gentile come together as children of God through Christ Jesus. In summing all of this up, the question that keeps coming to my mind is this idea of, are we free from being slaves to sin? And in the first three verses of chapter two, Paul lists kind of like how we used to live according to our flesh and the lust of our flesh and the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And the challenge that I have is, how much of that is happening in our lives right now? Do you have areas in your life where you know that you're loving this world and the things of this world more than you ought to love them? Almost like you don't have a choice, like you're a slave? If that's the case, then I want to encourage you to ask God for strength to be able to turn away from those things if you need help. If you need prayer and help, you can reach out or reach out to someone you trust who knows the Lord and receive that freedom and forgiveness if that's what you need also. I'm going to close in prayer now with that in mind. Father God, I pray that if there's any way that any of us are still living as if we are not your children, as if we're children of wrath still, as, as if we're being slaves to the lust of the flesh or of our minds in some way. I pray that you would bring those things to our minds and, and that you would help us by the power of your Spirit, that you would help us to be convicted and to seek you out. And if there's things we need to turn away from, I pray that you'd give us the strength that we need and conviction that we need to turn away and repent of those things. And I pray that you would Continue to encourage us and build us up to be more like you and your son, Jesus. And we just praise you and thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I love seeing how our real living God is working in and through our real living lives in this real world. Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you've been blessed or encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next time on The Water with Jesus.